Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, uh, hello everyone. It's a uh, good morning from us. We're recording this morning, uh, the morning before the Burton Albion game. Welcome to the Whole City podcast. Joining me is my co-host Alex. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, John. Are you well? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Looking forward, uh, looking forward to today's game. Yeah, it's uh, strange doing it in the morning, isn't it? But uh, could be the way forward, really. Um, but it gives you a bit of a build-up, early build-up to the game. Yeah, it could be, potentially. Uh, yeah. It depends how many listeners can get on before the game and that. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I know it's um, another shout-out to a uh, work colleague, Joe. Uh, it's one of his pre-match routines now. He says he tries to get a couple of episodes in before the game, so get like ready for the game and that. Yeah, a bit like a modern-day Rob Dugan Club to Death Part 2 Tigers remix. Yeah, exactly. You see, exactly. Uh, I think I dwell along the lines of a, a football focus or a soccer Saturday. Yeah, or soccer AM. To, Yeah, yeah. Just listen to what I meant there. Yeah, why not? Well, we've got a, a bit of a condensed episode today, despite the fact we've got two cup games to go through. And then, obviously, our league fixture today and um, another cup fixture on Tuesday. We're going to have a little discussion as well uh, before we get into those. Uh, about some former Tigers who will be facing each other in the Euros next summer. And also, uh, we've got probably the world's shortest edition of the Hull City alphabet. So, um, Alex, have you been uh, keeping an eye on the old internationals this week? Uh, Not as much as I'd like. I've been busy, busy bee this week uh, working. Well, um, I saw that Scotland uh, went mental. Um, mm. and actually, I know England won in the friendly. They're playing tomorrow night, aren't they? Yeah. So um, basically, um, David Marshall was the hero in a penalty shootout. 
as Scotland managed to make their way past, I think it's from back here, and qualify for the Euros. Andy Robertson, obviously captain of Scotland as well. Uh, I believe Liam Cooper was in the squad. So a couple of former Tigers there. Yeah. Um, great news for them. Delighted for them personally. Not not really that bothered about Scotland though, to be honest. Like, you know, apologies to any Scottish fans, but I'm a, I am an England fan, obviously. And um, it'd be good to meet Scotland in the Euros. That'd be a good game. Uh, it'd be good for the UK. But um, I think they're in the same it. group, partly. Yeah, yeah, so it'll be Harry Maguire versus Andy Robertson. Yeah. A bit of a reunion uh, um, come, come next summer. But uh, yeah, obviously uh, England all the way, really. I always, always sort of found it quite funny when Scotland were sort of nearly nearly there. But, you know, fair play, credit to them. Mm. If they're quite hard, hopefully they'll, you know, they'll give their, their, their country something to, to be proud of. Yeah. Uh, but as well as that, obviously, heartbreak for McGuinness as Northern Ireland crashed out on penalties. I think there was a goal that led to, led to the uh, extra time and penalties. But yeah, uh, not great news for Northern Ireland there. So, the, we'll go through the Fleetwood game first, Alex. Yeah, I've got the team if you want. Yeah, go on there. Let's go. So, we've got Longy Long Legs in, in goal. Uh, Josh Emmanuel, Reese Burke. Jacob Greaves, Callum Elder. Uh, oh, I've got Jones written down. Is it was it was it Callum or Alfie? Uh, Alfie. Alfie Jones. He played CDM. Again, the Fleet yeah. game. Honeyman and Smallwood. Uh, Wilkes, McGuinness, Scott. Uh, and yeah, what a we we uh, realised obviously McCann uh, did his team talk very well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, it was obviously there was there was two serious injuries to the Fleetwood players as well during the game, um, and so they had a bit of bad luck. Fleetwood throughout the game. However, I do feel like it was a great performance from the Tigers, an excellent response mm. to obviously the defeat earlier on in the year. Um, you know, we talk about the FA Cup and that, but uh, and, you know, it might be a different team, but Barton did put a strong team out. And it was really a bit of a mixture from us, and uh, a great response. And you know, good to obviously keep that clean sheet as well for George Long. But yeah. for me, the the main highlight was Reese Beck getting his first goal for Hull City, long overdue. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the goal scoring centre half, me, um, just because like he's an extra bit of uh, spice when a defender scores, isn't it? It's like oh naughty that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, please for him. <laughs> Because Devise gets in with the odd one, doesn't he? And I, I think that could be fixed. Yeah. Well, maybe I should come up with one or two. Um, yeah, we need a, we need a new Michael Turner, don't yeah, we? Yeah, like Turner got a few, didn't he? Um, yeah. Who else got a few? Uh, Dawson picked the odd, the odd one up, didn't he? Yeah. Delaney liked to go. If we go further yeah. back, and um, I like I like Tommy Elphick's goal. I remember him scoring a belter for us with his head. I just love a centre half goal, me. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, being the centre half yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, another highlight of that game was the performance of Greaves, Jacob Greaves. So, um, when you think about uh, how good Burke and Greaves are together, um, you know, we we had the poll out on on Twitter the, the other day, and basically, a lot of you voted for that partnership to be the case. And, it, you know, it seemed to have paid dividends there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
So I'd say it's divisor pairing. Um, a divisor pairing. <laughs> We're looking at them play on words for our yeah. our episode names. So yeah, it's, it's, it maybe divides opinion. Yeah. Ooh, um, a good one. Uh, so yeah, I think quite a few of you have sort of said that divisor and Burke are your favourites, but a lot of you actually did vote for Greaves and 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 Burke. And, and looking at the whole City fans forums after the game. It was very, very, you know, popular to see that Greaves was getting all of the praise. So, yeah, great, great uh, little bit of a boost of confidence for him as well. And I think it, it should, following on in the next game, because he, he, didn't, he didn't play against Harrogate, did he? No. It was McLaughlin who started. So that shows the faith that McCann shown in him, saying, like, look, you know, you're one of my main center half now. I, I'm not going to play you in this cup game. And that's when you, you're starting to think, right, I'm getting in there now. Yeah. So amazing, amazing effort from from Greaves, and it'll be interesting to see what McCann does. He might. I feel like if this was a Steve Bruce team, he'd definitely have made it a back three. Hundred oh, percent. And build his team around that. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, McCann does change anything. He has got three pretty good centre halves there, but you know he does like his four three three, doesn't he? Yeah, but I think like like we said, we need to have different options, don't we? So uh, mm. I think. That's something for McCann to think about. Um, if we're going into, like, let's say we did get to a cup final or whatever, and maybe go over three, uh, you yeah. know, like a real solid formation. Because uh, I think Emmanuel and Elder both, like, capable of playing that, that wing-back role. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's just excellent. And then... Elsewhere, but, you know. Yeah, that's the only thing. Midfielder have to sort of suffer a little bit. Yeah. And then uh, you look at, Obviously, McGuinness getting a goal up front, uh, great for him. Uh, obviously, I feel like, I think, was it was it yourself who said it in the previous episode about McGuinness being, you know, it'd be good if he could play against Fleetwood because it, he's got that steel about him um, and I feel it was sort of needed in a game like that. I think I was saying that I'd have preferred um, Eves. Ah, right, that's it, yeah, to put himself about a bit more. Yeah. McGuinness was sort of showing him how, how it's done. Hopefully, Eves can sort of take a little bit of belief out of his book. There. Yeah, I think uh, fair play to McCann. That's why he's a manager, and I'm like, a, like I've said before, like I'm just a podcaster. Um, so I yeah. preferred Eves in that game, but I think he stood, did well to stick with McGuinness and say, "Look, I've still got faith in you." Um, mm. And he, you know, he come up with the goods, which is what you need for a striker, a goal. So I'd say, like, for the whole team, it was an accomplished performance. The two 0 win. I think I think yeah. they showed that we were a better side. And that the um, that the defeat away at Fleetwood was just a blip. Yeah, yeah, which can happen. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we've we've learned from it. Yeah. Well, mo- moving on to the the Harrogate game then. Yeah. Uh, another two win, and it, this one took a little bit longer, didn't it? Uh, it seemed like Harrogate were, were very resilient, and we we sort of you know struggled to find the goals until late on when we managed to to make some changes. Yeah. Uh, James Scott. What did you make of James Scott? Yeah, so I'll quickly give you the team before I answer that, if that's all right, John. Yeah. yeah. So we we had Ingram returning goal for this one. Um, and then the back four of Callum Jones, uh, right back, Alfie Jones and McLaughlin at centre-half, uh, Brandon Fleming at left-back, and then Slater, Batty and Mayer uh, in the midfield, and then Adelican, Eves and Samuelson. Uh, like I say, I normally don't mention the subs, but Scott coming on on 58 minutes. That's yeah. 90 minutes for Scott against Fleetwood and then half an hour against Harrogate. Um, 
and the fans were going pretty wild for him as well. Uh, so yeah, yeah I, I like Scott to be fair. Uh, I think he gives us something a bit different. But again, I, I like Samuelson as well. So we've got loads of options yeah. in those forward positions. He's got yeah, he's got a, a fair bit of promise about him, Scott. So it'll be good to see if he can kick on. Yeah, I think um, it's both really. To me. Sorry, John. I think it's just really early yeah. for them both because we've barely seen yeah. them for like ten games, have we? Do you know what I mean? Whereas Eves no. and McGuinness, like we've seen them for like twenty, thirty, forty games for them, we so. Yeah, yeah, you have a great point, and that's probably um, maybe a, a not an excuse, but maybe a reason of of one of my. Uh, observations that really Samuelson hasn't really convinced me yet. Yeah. Uh, you know the jury's out for him, but like you, like you've just said, I've only seen a handful of games of him. So yeah, not many ninety uh, minutes as well. Do you know what I mean? Like we yeah. about Eves, don't we? Like in McGuinness, like they can be good for spells, but who have we got that can be good for ninety minutes? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I suppose if you're sort of if you're a young player and you you know you might play one in every four games. Mm. Amazingly, um, you might get thrown on for a couple of those games where your form isn't great, and you've got ten minutes to make an impact, and you might not even get that chance on, you know, if you've tra- trained well all week. So it, it's very, very difficult to get in, and uh, maybe this is why I quite like the uh, the old uh, Papa John's uh, trophy, you know, because it gives players a, a slice of the action. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Brilliant. <laughs> There'll be no topping that joke. <laughs> oh, right. How cheesy! <laughs> well, yeah, plenty of takeaways from that game, oh, anyway. And uh, four, four yeah, really pizza good. jokes on the trot. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, obviously, McCann built from a good base. Uh, five. There we go. There's the one. <laughs> and it was, um, yeah. I'll, I think I'll just stop there before we get any more. Oh, you, um, your pizza got but... in me deep here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah. Um, good, good performance. And uh, it was great to see Callum Jones step up, captain the side from right back as well, uh, take a penalty and, you know, get his first senior goal. So a lot of positives from that game. Really, obviously, those who listen to the podcast know I'm a big, big fan of Callum Jones. So it'd be great to see him maybe get on the on the bench to, uh, for Burton today and, and maybe even get on. Yeah, you know, it's, we've got a good squad, uh, a lot of options, and like I agree with you. Like, you know, the more I see of the of the Pizza FC trophy, uh, you know, the more options that, that these guys have to get. You know, ninety minutes under the belt, and like you know, Scott's used these two cup games to put himself in the mixer, and he, um, yeah, a couple of others who've. You know, maybe put themselves about a bit as well. Callum Jones and, and Alfie Jones as well. So, and uh, a lot of fans are going uh, wild for Fleming as well. Um, so he's, he's yeah. pushing Elder for that position at left back, and he so yeah, and he would he would be one who suits that uh, wing back position if we were to go with uh, three at the back. Yeah, so he he would be someone. Um, just a quick one then. Uh, I don't know if anyone who works at EA Sports listens to this podcast. We we sort of make assumptions that. Everyone does, but uh, <laughs> if you do work for EA Sports and you and you do um, work on on FIFA, can you make sure, please, that you put Colin Jones in the full City squad because he's not on FIFA yet, and it really upsets me because I'd quite like to get a bit of a manager mode going and getting him in the team and that. So come on, EA, sort it out, Colin Jones in the whole City squad. Uh, 
if, if we get a hundred thousand signatures, we could take it to Parliament. Yeah, we could maybe. Yeah, yeah. Or enough retweets. Yeah. To create some. How many retweets? Create, create on a Jones on FIFA. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he'd retweet it. Oh, yeah. Sure, he'd be like going, "Where am I?" You know. But uh, yeah, we'll see if we can get him on there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll move on, but um, just a, a final note on that. A lot of people rating uh, Billy Chadwick's performances as well. So we might even be able to see if he can get himself on the bench today um, for the Burton game. Yeah. But uh, looking looking forward to the game, shall we? Shall we? Shall we preview the games now, or shall we just take a quick break from the games and do do a quick edition of the whole city alphabet, Alex? Shall we switch it up and do the alphabet, and then like yeah. I've got a bit of news as well. So. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll do that then. We'll go to uh, Alex's news and and the whole city alphabet. Breaking news. Well, not quite actually. Um, well, there's, uh, there's obviously a good bit of news coming out of the club from this week. So, Jacob Greaves has signed a new three-year deal, uh, which is a good bit of business for me. Do you agree with yeah. that, John? Yeah, massive, massive for us, to be honest. Uh, I've obviously, I'm a big fan of the academy, the academy players. Um, I've, I've sort of followed the, the career closely. I've been, I've been working there myself for, for three or four years. And it's great to see some of the boys coming up and, and, and getting into the first team and, I'm a big advocate because I know how good these players are. Uh, it's very, very easy to go and get yourself a, a 32-year-old free uh, free agent and, and to come in and play and get that experience. But it, it does take some grit to, to have the, the courage to play a young player. And Greaves has rewarded the you know, the, the, the excellent loan spell in the faith, uh, from last year and the faith shown in him this year with performances. So he fully, fully deserves this new contract. I think is it three years with an option of a further year. It is correct. The option following uh, the club, um, which is all important. Yeah. So if, if in three years' time, you know, his quality, let's say, potentially a championship centre half, knocking on the door for a Premier League, maybe. I know I'm spitballing a bit here, but then you know we've got the option to tie him to a further year, which will give us, yeah. you know, if, if Premier League clubs come sniffing, or whatever. Um, then you know it's it's a good sound financial um, yeah. stability option. So well done, and uh, you know congratulations to Greaves, who like yeah. Greaves really deserve this uh, deal. But what I like about him is that it takes a long time for a centre half to truly develop into a, a first team player, and usually centre halves have to go and play as a fullback, for example, just to get some first team minutes. Yeah, um, and he hasn't done that. He, he's he's been not you know he's. He's like you know kept his faith in himself as a centre half, and it, you even see sometimes them play uh, as a CDM. Some centre half plays a CDM as well if they're, they're not as quick and the cat plays a full back. So it does take a long time. But these these young players like um, obviously McLaughlin and Greaves all, all vying for a spot of of um, have had to wait. But Greaves has made sure as soon as he comes into that centre half position, who's against against device really. Yeah. He's gone there. This is my spot. So it'd be really interesting to see if he does start against Burton today. Yeah. Uh, and my next bit of news was uh, we've been drawn away to Stevenage in the FA Cup, uh, which is uh, which is a good draw for me. It's another chance to to get through to the next round and a little bit of brass because um, I think the money gets quite serious after this round. So. Um, yeah, you know, which is what the Allens will need. Do you know what I mean? They'll need a bit of brass. Yeah, well, round three, obviously, we want to get ourselves uh, a decent team. 
I believe it. We we played Chelsea last year, didn't we, in the uh, in the FA Cup? Yeah. Um, was it round? Was it round four? I couldn't tell I can't you. Remember Did that. we get five? Yeah, but um, yeah. Well, eventually, yeah, the scoreline. But but I thought you know there were some good performances in there, and it's just great to see uh, the KCOM full again and, uh, and having uh, scored, didn't he? Yeah. Um, well, we had the Silver Lopez as well. I remember playing excellently, but I just remember just thinking, you know, um, to see those players like Abraham Hudson Adoy Mount. And Tamari back. Billy Gilmore was playing as well, wasn't he, for them? Yeah. It, good to see some uh, some Premier League players there. So, I, I'd quite like the same as well. I'd quite, you know, see if we can, not looking too far ahead because we've got Stevenage to get past because they'll be thinking the same thing. But, you know, good challenge for us. But a, an opportunity, nonetheless, to get through and see if we can uh, get, a, a you know, like a Liverpool or United and really um, sort of bring the revenue in. Yeah, but obviously we don't get the fans stuff, do we? But like the, no, the... the only thing is, if, if you get one of those teams, you get the TV, you get you know BBC might cover it, and that's what you're hoping for, really. Yeah, you're hoping for a, a bit of TV money. Yeah, I'm speaking about the TV. The the um, the broadcasters have all come together and they've scrapped all that um, ten pound uh, fourteen ninety five pay per view lack, uh, and all the games <laughs> are going to be shown on. Um, BBC and Amazon Prime and that. So I think that's yeah. I welcome that news because I think the forty ninety five is disgusting, especially for all these fans who've already shelled out for season tickets and stuff. Yeah, well, especially if you're a West Brom fan who, who probably paid thirty quid for two games and didn't see see your team score a single goal. And got <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. West Brom fans is um sorry uh, is the the Twitter poll that we ran last week, the City player who we all think was the would have been the best in their pomp, as in on paper. Um, yeah, yeah. Gone with JJ Kotcher with 59% yeah. of votes, which I think is... I, I wouldn't disagree shot. with that. Yeah. Yeah, I know, yeah. I saw someone was a bit, a little bit angry with Bullard being in there. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> you, you, can't, like, um, you can't take him off the list, though, can you? Because... No, he, he had he had um, the potential. Well, he got called up in the England squad during his career, so you know it definitely was worth a, a conversation. Um, but yeah, Huddleston, a Kotcher, some really good players in there. But you would say, wouldn't you, uh, a Kotcher in his pomp would be? Uh, well, the four, like the four up, players up that I mentioned, um, maybe stick Michael Turner in there, perhaps, and you've got like a decent five side lineup. Yeah, yeah. You need to keep maybe Burmeyer. Yeah, yeah, Burmeyer probably for us. Um, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, I would, I would fully agree with that. To be fair. I mean, I, I obviously would. I think I voted to Huddleston. Um, I like obviously like Huddleston, but you know you can't argue, can you? No. It's so good the next twice. Yeah, Real Madrid player when so. There you go. Yeah. So, where are we heading next? Uh, Hull City Alphabet. Great. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, just a quick one actually before I yeah, I uh, I noticed that Hull Live must be liking our our polls, mate, because um, I saw them um, send out on Facebook a status the other day that said, which Hull City player uh, from the past would you want in your team in this current team? Uh, you know, like um, mm. we said about Elliot and that. Yeah, Stuart Elliot. All that. No, I was like, oh, I've seen this question before. So I commented, I went, Stuart Elliott. 
<laughs> Recycled my answer. Uh, Stuart Elliott used in polls everywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, whole city alphabet next. And um, we, we've, we haven't got many for I, but, and that's the point, isn't it? We've got, you know, go for each letter. And um, the first one, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll talk about the first one, Alex, and then you can sort of uh, add on to that. Yeah. Anything that you wish. Yeah. And then you can uh, obviously carry on with that. But uh, so the first one for me is um, Paul Ince's son. I forgot his name now. Uh, quite big time. What's around the San Siro? Of course, everyone knows who we talk about. It's it's Tommins. Uh, yeah. Not a not a great player for us. I uh, felt like he sort of thought his, he was bigger than he was. Um, his career hasn't obviously replicated that. Yes, he was at Liverpool, but I feel like he sort of used his dad's career really to sort of propel himself. Seven appearances for the Tigers, a whopping zero goals. Um. Bruce never really took to him. There's a couple of players in that ilk, wasn't there? Your Ben Arthurs and such, but yeah, Tom Ince. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, just when he was playing, you you saw the talent. You know, I could see the talents there, but there's there's a mix. Do you know what I mean? You've got to have the talent and the work rate, and like the desire, and like I don't. I think he was all about himself. Like the amount of times, yeah. like. You know, even in just seven games, like you know, you could you probably beat a, beat a player or two, and then he'd you know he'd make some real good space for a teammate, and you just think you'd slide him in there, mate, and you've just you know what I mean, you've got to get yourself a glorious assist, and you, you know, just try too much, and you're like, no, no, play for the team, man. Um, yeah, yeah, and like yeah, just Not a very people. frustrating player, and like to play devil's advocate a wee little bit, um, you just don't know what goes on in someone's head. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you might be thinking, I've got to be as good as my dad. Do you know what I mean? Who was, like, world-class, wasn't he? A lot of pressure on you. I suppose England captain, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, definitely, So Probably a lot of pressure on his shoulders. I get that. But at the same time, uh, you look at, you know, Oxlade-Chamberlain, for example, uh, Sean Lake Phillip. You've got, you know... Harland. Player, players there living off you know, having to living off the pressure of the the, the father's career, Casper Schmeichel. Yeah. And uh, you've got to make your own career. You've got to, you know, you've got to get away from Paul Ince's son and become Tom Ince in a way. Yeah. And uh, it was just one of those, you know, unfortunate. Maybe it, it was the attention. I think. I think it was the attention upon leaving Blackpool that that did it. Um, obviously, he went on loan at Palace. Didn't really do it. He got a goal there, I think, in a handful of games. But he had so much attention within the Milan sniffing and stuff. I just felt like it was um, inevitable, really, that you know the the early hype got to him. Yeah, definitely. I think you saw you could see glimpses of his talent. Like you still see it now. Like he pops up with some goals for Stoke, doesn't he? Mm. And you're like, oh, you know, you know what I mean. But I think at 28. Like he needs to do this maturing when he was like twenty two. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think he's like, the, he's, he's like his limit now, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? I don't think he'll get he'll, yeah. he'll get in the prem now. No, um, you know, be that good championship player. Uh, but you know, that's all part of developing into you know as your career goes on, isn't it? Uh, you know, you look at someone who plays in a similar position, Harry Wilson, and 
sort of looking at, you know, he's done his sort of loan spells, you know, went to Bournemouth. And, you know, similar sort of, you're looking now to see where, where are you going to go with your career? Because it is hard to break into Liverpool. And, you know, you are, you know, it's, uh, what, what's the, what is the player willing to do um, in order to train? Is he going to fight for his place? Is he going to, you know, maybe go down to a, a, a lower Premier League club and then make the way up? But if you do make that decision, like, like, um, Tom Instead, you've got to still remain humble. You can't be like, you know, I am a I'm a Liverpool quality player, just spending a couple of years at Hull until a big team comes. You've got to make sure that you you're working hard, you're a teammate, you're humble. Yeah. And yeah, all of those things. But if Steve Bruce requires hard work, that's one of his main main things. You can't carry anyone. Um no, absolutely. Even these big players that came for us. Uh, you look at the likes of, you know, El Mahamadi and uh, Shane Long and and Yelovich and players like this. Still worked for the team. Still made sure they did that. So. Yeah, the best players are like the ones that've got natural talent, and they like they work hard at it to get even better. So I think about yeah. like Ronaldo, like never ever accepts anything less than one hundred and ten percent. Like if he if he like, it's the post. Do you know what I mean? He's mad with himself. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's that... You know what I mean? You need that mentality. Like, I am the best, but, like, I'm going to graft. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's one thing to know you're good at football. It's another to still work hard at it. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah. To have that desire every game. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, uh, who else have we got then in the letter I? So, I'm going to go to Jackson Irvine next, um, who... It was a player who like he divides opinion for me uh, because like again you can see glimpses of his talent but and, like obviously he gets in the Australian like team but like I just again not I wasn't overly impressed like because we sat no. standing from that today the opponents didn't we Burton we was in the yeah, champ yeah. and I was like why did they let him go if like he was that do you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, he was the captain, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, again, he's just a bit like, a, again, like you could see glimpses of of his talent, but you know, I think he's yeah. Well, the thing is, go on. He's he's obviously well. He's a professional footballer, isn't he? So we should we should in you know in fact see glimpses of talent, or else he wouldn't be a professional footballer. Yeah, um, it's a bit like saying a goalkeeper is a good shot stopper. Well, that you know, that's the first bit premise of a goalkeeper yeah. to stop shots. But I know what you mean. He, he, he saw things that maybe was ab- above and you know beyond that showed the international quality that he has. Yeah, like just maybe. like little like vision yeah. bits, like yeah. you know, but, see like a little layoff that got a player in, or like a little mm-hmm. like a good pass. But like often his execution yeah. was just just a bit missing. Which yeah. you know, well, I must say, I just never, yeah, I never really. You're right on the execution. I never rated him, uh, really, be, because he just didn't have that final pass or, yeah, you know, he couldn't really, sometimes he struggled. I could see him sometimes struggle to hold on to the ball, he'd get it, he wouldn't be able to hold the play off, and then he sort of blames other people around him. He was, yeah, I thought his, his, his attitude was maybe quite negative, uh, and especially I remember being at the KCOM for a game and. Um, he turned to the east stand and, and was shouting at someone, uh, a few expletives at, at one of our fans. Um, basically, what had happened was he'd, he'd received the ball and 
it, I don't know if he felt like he was in a football game or if he was just in the park on his own. But he just sort of uh, was so unaware that there was a player coming to close him down. And I nicked the ball off him with so much ease. The, the whole stadium sort of just groaned, just uh, like that. Um, because I felt like, you know... You should what, know what, what, that and be prepared for yeah. And he just turned to one of the fans and, you know, shouted a few expletives and I just thought... And then it sort of... Then a few of the East End lot started shouting at him back and um, I think apparently he went and apologised at the end of the game, but... Uh, sorry, after the game, the fan. But I didn't I didn't see that on the pitch because I was watching closely. I thought it might go over and some players, like, you know, go and throw in the shirts and there's a bit of a sweet and then just go, sorry, mate, it was the heat of the game. But he, um, he literally went straight off the pitch uh, and then on Twitter, about a week later, said, "I gave, you know, I get, I gave an apology to the, the person involved and all this." And I was thinking, I don't know if she did, but you know, if you're saying he did, he's saying he did. But uh, that fraction, that sort of fractious relationship with the fans, when I think once you've lost those as whole city fans, it's really hard to get that back. Yeah, like uh, even if you apologise, like, you can't take that away, can you? You know, when Phil Brown had the players on the pitch, you know that infamous moment. Like, yeah. Once, like he did that, like I think that was the beginning of the end. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, yeah. And with that, you saw what he was trying to do. Yeah. It was just just the wrong the wrong time, the wrong way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, he lost. Like you can lose the players, or the fans, or both. Yeah. And like yeah, when if Evans shouting at the fans, you know, like we 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 have a lot of infighting in our. In our, in our fans, because like we all like have different opinions. But when if Irvine was shouting at a fan, I'd be like, "Hey, on mate, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you like don't be doing that. Like we pay our money to watch you. Like you know I mean? you've got to be skinned. You've got to be to be a professional footballer. You've got to be thick skinned. You've got to take criticism, even when it's not due. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he was fully aware, and because he had the players shouting at him as well. Hmm. He couldn't blame anyone else. He couldn't blame a bad pass or anything else. So he just turned on to the fans. Um, but really, if you're um, if you're the manager watching that, I'd be going right. Get off, just get pull him off, put put someone else on. Yeah, uh, and go but then and, I yeah. suppose it's you've like, lost your head. Like, as a manager, like he was probably thinking, "Well, oh, Jackson's probably one of my less rubbish players. Like, I need to manage this situation. Like, how do I if yeah. I bring him off now? How do I recover it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah." Uh, what we'll say is obviously with the contract ending and um, him not coming back after lockdown, it was a bit of a blow for us because obviously Lehigh went as captain and then vice captain Ervin went. Hmm. So obviously being offered, was it half the wages that were being offered to come back? Yeah. I mean, you take it, wouldn't it you? It wasn't really good. Yeah, it wasn't really good enough, really, for, for them. I, I get that. Like, because if then they got injured, but it'd have been, you know, it'd be nice to have. Uh, I think it's the, a bit uh, to tell that Evan's still a free agent. I think that's, yeah, that says a lot. Says a lot. Yeah, yeah. I can see from both sides. I can see why the Alums were maybe unfair to offer, you know, a pittance to these players who could come back and risk their careers if they got injured in those games. But at the same time, I feel like if this was a different group of players, if it was your Brady's, Chester's, Quinns, I feel like they would have come back and played. Shame. Yeah, I think they would have done. Yeah. Even this current group will probably they'd take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Alfie Jones, Callum Jones, you know. Yeah, it's your desire, isn't it? Yeah. At the end of the day. 
Right. Should we move on to the final one of the eyes? Um, yeah. Which is, you know, who's been a really, really top player for us this season, I think, Matt Ingram. You know, you know it's great that even if there's only three for the letter I, that um, we have one in the current squad. Uh, but yeah, it's... Um, in, in fairness, uh, no, sorry, um, in my shame, I should say, I didn't really um, know much about Ingram until this season, really, because um, he'd only played in a couple of like, cup games for his honey. But, yeah. um, you know, he's had, he's played, you know, nearly 200 appearances um, and he's still young in terms of keeper age, isn't he? Because I think he's like 27, 28. So still, yeah, still yeah. got a lot of years left in him, but he looks he looks very mature. In between the sticks in this league, I'd be interested to see mm. how he fares in the in the championship. Should should we get there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, he's been a good performer for us this season, and for someone who as well looked like they didn't have a chance of sort of starting a game when you know McCann back in long. It's just interesting to see from the pre-season and the level playing field that he's the one who's shown that he should be starting. So yeah, good luck to him. Yeah, yeah, really, really good player at this level. We- we also have another goalkeeper as a, a letter I. So well done to anyone who got uh, this at home. It was Jake Eiston. Uh and he was uh, he played for Hull. Well, he didn't play for Hull City technically. He didn't play a game, but he was a Hull City squad member, second choice keeper um, from 1925. And well, his next team was in 1930. So he could have maybe spent the full five years at the club, but it wasn't. He isn't documented uh, when he actually left the club. But um, a first World War One, uh, he was born in 1903. So I imagine he may have even gone and fought in the war. Who knows? Um, I doubt it, mate. Actually, no, because no, oh, thinking of thinking about the age, yeah. Well, some lad, <laughs> the youngest soldier was 12, wasn't he? So you never know. Uh, but yeah, uh, um, he obviously um, his last appearance. Well, let's turn this around a little bit. His last appearance in professional football came in 1939. So he might have even gone and fought in the Second World War. Uh, but yeah, Jacob Eiston, uh, goalkeeper. He was from West Auckland and he played for Fulham on, I believe, 90 games. Um, so he, he played around uh, 100-odd games in, in professional football. But he was a whole City squad member. Well done if you got that at home. And uh, yeah, maybe some bad mathematics for me there. Yeah. Shameful. What a shout if you got him, by the way. Yeah. Quite less answer, isn't it? Uh, if you get that, yeah. Definitely. So, uh, right then. Bert and Alvin this afternoon. Uh, what's your predictions, Alex? Well, have you have you heard about all the goings on at Burton? No, I haven't, to be honest. Well, they've had a COVID outbreak in camp. So, I think they've got about nine players missing. Okay. Um, but the game's still going ahead. But also, um, to further rock the boat, they've lost two of their coaches. Have gone to join their ex-coach, um, who's managing elsewhere. I forget where. Um, but yeah, they've they've had a bit of a rocky preparation for this game. So, you know, it would be typical City. You know, a bit like the um, the, the Swindon game. Was it Swindon when they were like they hadn't won yeah. in like a million games and then they beat us? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think like it would be typical city to lose today, but I think like because I've, I've heard rumours that we're going to be without KLP because I think he's had to isolate. Uh, no. But I still think we're going to be too much for Burton. I'm going to go for four nil. See. Okay, right. I'm going to go the other way. 
I'm going to say that this sort of thing rallies uh, teams together. I'm going to go for a 2-0. Uh, but I do think that it'll be 1-0 maybe for a while. And eventually you'll sort of break the spirits a bit, but it'll be a, a lot more of a, a tricky uh, opponent mm. just due to the fact that they'll sort of stick together uh, and be difficult for the city to break down initially. But I think then we'll get there. But it would be good. I, 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 you know, I know we're, we're doing the old points against each other on predictions, Alex, but if it was a 4 0, I'd, I'd, I'd pat you on the back. I'd be happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> that. Could do with uh, hammering, us hammering a team. I'd quite like that. It's a win win, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Uh, okay. And then shall we just have a quick uh, prediction for the Grimsby game? Yeah, I've gone for 2 0 City again. 1 uh, 0. I'll go for uh, well, you know, a bit of a local derby. Holloway will be loving it. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go for a one nil, but it will be difficult to. They'll be difficult to break down, but one uh, nil to the Tigers. Yeah, a, a really good chance to get through now in that because it seemed like after we lost the first game, was it against Leicester? Oh yeah, 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 like Leicester under twenty ones, um, like. I thought, oh, well, that they looked at you looked at league and thought, well, that's curtains. But if we avoid defeat at Grimsby, I think we go through. Nice. So well, well done on the turnaround, fellas. Um, and Mark, if yeah. we get through, that's another chance to play. And, you know, blood some more youngsters, and you know, maybe like like you say, start from the likes of Chadwick, um, mm. who might be sort of pushing for a start. Um, so did you like you know you mentioned the Super Six? Uh, uh, we actually both got a result completely correct. Oh, get in. Yeah, against... 2-0. Uh, yeah, 2-0 against Harrogate. Uh, I, got, I got the result correct against Fleetwood, but not the score. So I've, I've taken the lead ever so slightly in our Super, Super 6. That's interesting. Yeah. Maybe I don't want him to win 4 0 then today. <laughs> you do that, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> but yeah, okay, well, that uh, concludes our latest episode of Wise Men Today, the Hull City podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And thank you to Alex for joining me this morning. Hope you enjoyed the game today. Yeah, thank you. And uh, yeah, quick shout out to Norwegian Tiger and Peter Chapman and Max Spite, who got all three on the old. Uh, City alphabet. They didn't get the Amazing. the John Aston, but who would? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Well, I thought he, I thought he went to war at eleven, so he's a difficult <laughs> one for me. He had he had a rough paper round. He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's why he didn't play many first team games. Battle of the oopses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. But cheers, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll uh, we'll look forward to bringing you another episode next week. Yeah. Come on, the Tigers today, Burton. Wise men sing, only fools rushing. And I am falling in love with
Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.